Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come out the show. What's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2023 Wyndham Championship, the last event before the FedEx Cup playoffs. Quite an interesting field. We'll break that down and more. You can find me on Twitter at BDentric, the podcast at Always Press DFS, and my co-host is always on X, I mean, at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? It's fucking every week we come back and there's something different with Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's never not, It's never not going to be Twitter. Yeah, that's it's just the way it's going to be, and I'm never going to leave. So everyone can do their thing and pretend it's going to fall, but it's never going to fall. I'm sorry, it's just always going to change, unfortunately, but it's never going to fall. That's the way I see it. It's just weird that they keep changing the shit up. But anyways, I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. It, uh, we're a day later because of my schedule this week, and uh, we're sneaking this in barely thanks to my schedule screwing that up. But uh, we're here to talk about the last cut event. And one thing I'll say before I forget: this week it's T70 and ties. It's a different different outlook this week just because they want more guys into the weekend to try to fight for Fed Up Cup playoff spots, which I think only like 10 guys are physically eligible to get unless they finish like they, they have to win, basically. Uh, top five type stuff to uh, to gain into here. But last week at the 3M Open, well, let's say hey, we didn't even talk Open Championship. We, we yeah. weren't here last week. So we'll do a quick run through of that. Thoughts on the Open Championship, um, which was fun, but not the normal because – Really, weather wasn't too crazy till Sunday. No, the uh, the senior open this past that was week wild. Was, yeah. That was wild. Winner was what, like plus four or five, something like that. Yeah, Checa? I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I watched, I watched some more of, of that than the three I'm open. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't watch any of the three I'm open. I watched uh, some of the senior open on Sunday morning. Um, yeah, and the wind was was howling. It was raining. Um, so that was a proper uh, open championship. The 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 official open championship. I mean. I don't know, dude. It was it sucked because like I one thing that I was looking forward to is waking up that morning and being able to watch golf for the whole entire morning, um, and it just was very anticlimactic. I mean, Brian Harmon, I, okay, I don't, I did not see that coming. So uh, good for him. And then as far as last week, Lee Hodges, okay. Uh, I mean, it's like just been like a weird couple been, weeks, and for they've golf. been like wire to wire winners. Yeah, so really, like, there's really been no competition. That's been the hardest part. I mean, Lee Hodges wins by seven, and what did uh, I think Brian ended up winning by six or seven? I mean, it's, yeah. it wasn't even close, really. It would have been a really good tournament. Brian Harmon wasn't in it in the Open Championship. Yeah, every, everybody else was tight. Yes, it yeah. was very tight. Um, and then yeah, the three M last week. I mean, it, it, I, I knew when that field came out. It's kind of like this week, but uh, that that it was going to be a one of those weeks where you know who the fuck knows. So there you go. Yeah, Fino showed up, posting, did his thing. He's on like, quite the run. We'll talk about him probably on this show. But Lee Hodges did it, and um, give him credit for that. But it's been anticlimactic the last few weeks. We'll hopefully get some drama this week. We'll see as we head to the Wyndham Championship. But uh, I'll just pass it off to you. What do you got for some past event history? Yeah, uh, last year Tom Kim busted on the scene. Uh, 20 under, five shots over John Huh and Sung Jay. 2021 was Kevin Kisner, 1,500 in a playoff over Brandon Grace. Sewu Kim, Kevin Nall, Adam Scott, Roger Sloan. I guess it was a six-way playoff. Yeah, that was a wild one. I remember that one, actually. That was pretty nuts. It's crazy. 
2020, Jim Herman, 21 under, one shot over Billy Horschel. 2019, JT Poston, 22 under, one shot over Webb Simpson. Brent Snedeker's won this twice. Siwoo Kim's a past champion. Uh, Webb Simpson, past champion. That's pretty much it. Yeah, this uh, the Wyndham Championship, again, tons of uh, past history, and it'll come into play. Course history does play quite a big impact on guys' success here. It's at Sedgefield Country Club, um, par 70, a little over 7,100 yards, Donald Ross design. It's got a lot of similarities to some of the smaller, like Pete Dye courses, where it's all about placement off the tee. It's very tree-lined, so you don't want to get too wonky. Um, and the fairways uh, are very, very tight, some of the tighter fairways on tour. Um Actually, if I'm reading now, ninth tightest fairways on tour. Uh, so it's a lot of less than driver because the long, like the average driving distance on this course is like 280. So a lot of guys are just putting it in the middle of the fairway, and it's all about wedge, wedge fest approach game. Most, most approach shots come between 150 and 175. So it's pretty easy for a lot of these pros. Uh, the greens are challenging though. Bermuda greens, a lot of undulations, which Donald Ross does very, very well. Um, so it's one of the more popular courses that three putts occur on. So get ready for that one. Uh, you got 12 par fours on this golf course. Uh, nine of them are under 440, so most of them are in the 4 or 450 bucket that you're looking for. There's four par threes with two over 200 yards. There's two of the toughest holes on the course. Uh, the par fives are very, very gettable. There's two long par, fo- par fours, two long par threes. Those are your toughest holes. Other than that, it's pretty much a birdie fest. Most of the par fives you'll get to in two, uh, so you should at least walk away with a birdie in those regards. Um, and the Bermuda, this is one thing I've read in a few different places this week. Um, the Bermuda rough, you want to, it's common sense to be in the fairway. We've talked about that anywhere in golf, but at this course, it's one of the biggest gaps in ability to hit the green than most other golf courses. It's like, I think I saw anywhere from like 75 to 80% greens and regulation if you're in the fairway. So they're easy to hit in that regard. But if you're in the rough, it drops down to like 45%. It's a massive difference in, uh, in getting to the greens and in a birdie fest, common sense, you want to be that birdie putts on the green. So, um, Less than driver, guys, it pretty much brings the whole field into play, which makes, like last week, 6 to 6 percentage, 3%, give or take. You might see that again this week if we get some chalk, chalk slams, which is very possible. So with that being said, Jesse, what are some of the statistics you're looking for this week? Yeah, I, mean, I think you hit it on the head there. Uh, driving accuracy, greens regulation, plenty of course history, par 5 scoring. Um, you know, it, it, it is a it will turn into a birdie fest. I mean, obviously with those past – the one – guy who didn't make it to 20 under as a winner was Kevin Kisner in 2021. Otherwise since 2016, every winner has been in the twenties. So it's, it'll get there. Yeah. It's supposed to be like kind of warm and humid. So it's going to be, the ball's going to be flying anyways and humidity like that just from my baseball knowledge of things. And um, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a wild tournament that, yeah, we're going to get some Lee Hodge types probably sneaking up the board. Let's do DK. Let's talk about it. We got four guys over $10,000. Sung JM at 10-8. He's had great course history here. Hideki at 10-6. Russell Henley at 10-2. And Sam Burns at 10,000. Who you liking in this range? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to play Sung J at 10-8 with the course history. Second, 24th, ninth, sixth in his last four appearances um, at this event. But coming off a miscut at the 3M, made the cut at the, at the British Open, the Open Championship. Scottish miscut. I mean, it's kind of an up and down year for him, but the course history alone um, would would drive me to play Sung Jay. Uh, and then Sam Burns finished 13th here last year, another guy coming off a miscut. But this was at the Open Championship. So, I mean, of the four, those are the two that I'd pick with Sung Jay being my top pick, but I don't think I'll probably play any of these guys. 
yeah, I'm going to try to stay more balanced this week. We'll see how well yeah. that works. I mean, that's that's going to be popular too, but that's still, I mean, well, we'll see because Sungjae, I think there's a lot of buzz there just for the course history. And then Russell Henley is projected almost 20% right now. He's the head chalk in this range. Like he's 11th in my model. He's first in approach in the field over the last 24 rounds. Uh, he's ninth in fairways gained. He's sixth in the par fours, four to four fifty. So all the key stats check out for Russell Henley, not to mention fifth, seventh, ninth, 31st, the last four years here. So Russell plays very, very well at this golf course coming in in some shaky form though. So Russell will be very popular. I get it. To me, if I'm going to be contrarian up here, I'm going Sam Burns, honestly, just because we've seen him in these, like, think Valspar, if you think tree-lined golf courses with, like, tight fairways and having to to navigate. Uh, Burns might have an eye for that. Like, you missed the cut at the Open, 19th the Scottish Open. Hasn't been, hasn't been playing a ton of golf, though, so it's kind of tough to gauge that. But um, I think Burns is a guy that could come up a little interesting. He's great in the par fours. His approach from 150 to 175, seventh in this field but he's struggling to hit fairways right now. So that could be a massive problem. But if I'm coming up here and I want to be different, it's Burns. Henley's the chalk for sure. 9K range. You got Adam Scott at 97, Lowry 95, Aberg 93, Poston 92, JT 91, and C. Wu Kim at $9,000. Who do you like here? Yeah, I mean, Adam Scott, obviously 9,700. We know how good of a ball striker he is. Uh, He has good course history too. 76, well, Okay, course history. 76th, second, 63rd, missed cut. So three out of four uh, made cuts here, um, coming off a 33rd place finish at the Open Championship. Had missed a couple cuts before that, which was which is kind of odd for him, but I like him. Uh, Aberg at 9,300, um, you know, just kind of doing his thing. He missed cut the Scottish Open, but, uh, you know, bounced back last week. Didn't really have a very good weekend. He had one really good round that got him through the cut and then sucked the rest of the weekend. But Poston, I mean, like you said, we we would mention him and most definitely going to talk about him. Just, uh, I mean, quietly playing really good golf. Second, 41st, 6th, 6th in his last four starts. Pretty solid for him. Um, and is obviously a past champion, so. Looks like he's going to be pretty chalk, though. The other guy uh, is Siwoo for me in this range. Um, his course history is withdrew, second, third, fifth, miscut, first, miscut. So the course history is most certainly there. The The current form is not where you want it to be, but you know the one miscut at the Open Championship, whatever. Traveler is a little concerning. He made the cut the U.S. Open. Um, but I, I do like Siwoo quite a bit at, at 9,000. Yeah, Siwoo's projected to be one of the chalkiest players on this slate. And I'm with you, though. I love me second in my model, 10th on approach, uh, ninth in opportunities gained, second in fairways gained, eighth in par five scoring. Like, he just rates out finales. Putting's his worst stat. Shocker with Siwoo Kim. Uh, course history here is amazing. Plays really well on shorter Pete Dye courses. So I do like Siwoo as well. I love JT Poston uh, at 9200 bucks. Those are the two chalky guys in this range, though, unfortunately. And I don't really feel the need to go play anybody else in this range, which is the weird part. Like Shane Lowry rates seventh, but I'm not there with him. Scott's the guy I guess you could take a chance on, but he's been playing kind of wonky of late. Uh, so me, it's it's either eating the chalk on Siwoo and Poston or just dropping down in the 8K range. That's pretty much my focus at this point in time. Speaking of the 8K range, you got Jaeger Bombs at 89, Cam Davis 88, McCarthy 87, Aaron Rye at 8,600 bucks, Killer Keith with Drew. Uh, Benny on at 84, Bo Hostler had a hell of a Sunday at the 3M Open at 83, 
Chris Kirk at 82, Smalley 81, had one 8,000, more 8,000. I know you said he didn't watch much, but Hosser at one point made eight straight birdies. Yeah, I saw that. On the 3M, like, holy shnikes. And one of them was from, like, way downtown. So that's called run good, run good. So yeah, he's like playing really advantage. well. Yeah. Uh, I, but no free plugs. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Bo Hosser playing really well coming in 13th, 626. But the problem is 65th miscut, miscut in this course history here. So. I mean, he's a good GPP play, I think. Uh, I do like Jaeger at eighty nine hundred. It's crazy that we're talking about. Is it Stefan or Steven? Steven was the way I pronounced it forever, so it better be Steven. Just call him Jaeger at uh, Jaeger bombs. It's very eighty nine hundred. It's just crazy <laughs> that his he's gotten up here. I know it's, these are kind of shit events he's been playing in, but still, I mean, the guy is normally not one of the higher price guys. So 13th miscut 70th in his last three years in his last three starts at this event. Um, and hasn't missed a cut since the fucking heritage back in April. Uh, I do like Steven Yeager there at, uh, 8,900 cam Davis. You know, you don't think, you know, we talk about this, I think at the, I want to say the heritage, I want to say, yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of similar that you're less than driver, just trying to keep it in the fairway, whatever. And you don't, you know, you think cam Davis bomber, big dude, uh, but finished seventh at the Heritage and has had good course history at the Heritage. And then also good course history here, 15th, 22nd in his last two starts. His last start here was 2020, but he's also coming off a 10th place finish last week at the at the 3M Open. So I do like Cam Davis. Aaron Ride, 8,600, made the cut here in his one start uh, last year, coming off a 20, 20th place finish last week. Alex Smalley, 8,100, two of two made cuts here, coming off a missed cut at the Scottish Open. But was playing really well. It's second at the John Deere Classic before he went across the pond. And then last but not least, Taylor Moore finished fifth here last year, $8,000. This is GPP only, obviously, for obvious reasons, because it's miscut, miscut, fourth, miscut, miscut, miscut in his last six starts. Um, So, you know, uh, whatever. But $8,000 for him, I, I would take a chance there. Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting range because I like a lot of these guys. Like Jaeger Bombs, I'm all in. He's 13th in my model. 10th in opportunities gained. Third in par five scoring. Uh, just pretty really accurate off the tee for the most part. Like you said, well, if we look like fairways gain or driving, actually, that's mainly with the driver, of course, like you mentioned with Cam Davis. So you have to like look at uh, shorter courses and whatnot. Jaeger's just playing really, really well right now. And that brings me to Cam Davis, 12th in my model. I, I love him this week. I played him a lot last week, actually. Played him a lot at the Heritage because he is sneaky good at the shorter golf course. He puts that driver in the bag, which is a big hindrance to him. He plays in a big, big way. So I like Cam Davis, 8800 bucks. Denny McCarthy's fifth in my model. If we need putters here, this is the dude. Uh, he's, first, he's also first in par fours, four to 450, which is what you want to see. And then he's just got the history. You know, missed cut last year at 15th, 9th, 22nd, 36th. Plays really well at this golf course. So I like Denny. So does everybody else. He's around 20% projected ownership right now. Let's keep that in mind. Aaron Rye is number one in my model. <laughs> seventh seventh in approach, uh tenth birdie or better, first fairways gain, second par fours, four to four fifty, second proximity, first and par five scoring over the last twenty-four rounds in this field. That is bonkers to me. Um I can't Yeah, me too. Uh, That's not, why I laughed. Not at yeah. your model, it was just at the fact that he, like, he literally checked like his worst rating in this what I have here is putting at seventy fourth in the field. He is top ten in over half of the categories we wow. have. Um, it's it's shocking to me unless this system's broken, but uh, <laughs> he's also projected a 15%. Him and Denny are the chalk in this range. So Rye is interesting. I like Benny on as a pivot here, though, at 8400 bucks. Um, when you look at Benny on in recent weeks, 23rd at the Open, 3rd at the Scottish Open, 51st at the Deer, 
He was playing pretty good golf even before that. And uh, at this event, 35th and third, the last two times he's played it. So I think Benny On's a nice pivot because he's coming in kind of lower owned than some in this range. Uh, I like Alex Smalley at 8100 bucks. He's third in my model. So this tells you this field in a nutshell, folks. I like Smalley at 81. Uh, he's got some pretty good tournament history here, 13th and 26th the last two years. So Smalley, and then I love Adam Hadwin, especially anytime I get a shorter course like this. Big time Adam Hadwin fan. So I like this 8K range quite a bit, and we'll see if it's a backfire thing or not. <laughs> 75 to 79 you got woodland p raj vincent norman spawn cole batia horschel dietrich english svensson pendrith glover and hubbard what do you like here yeah uh norman i mean we didn't even talk i don't think we even mentioned it because it was i don't know if we did talk about it i think we did talk about it he won the uh the, the barbasol local tournament uh and then since then 25th and 50th in his last two starts hit a shit ton of greens Last week at the 3M Open and the putter sucked, so keep that in mind. Uh, Ash K, he he won the he won Barracuda. the Barracuda, yeah, yep, yeah, which was the same week. It's the same week as the, the Open, Open Championship, correct? Yeah. Uh, weird scoring over there, but either way, first, ninth, thirty fifth, last three starts, uh, but has not made a cut in two appearances at this event. Eric Cole, very playable, hasn't missed a cut since the Charles Schwab. At the end of May, um, not really, you know, super good finishes, but at this price, I think he's a cut maker who can make another cut this week. Harris English at 7,600. I got him projected right now looking at like under 6% ownership uh, for a guy who's nice. played this golf course a lot. Uh, coming off a miscut last year at this course, but before that was 23rd, 39th, 11th, 50th, 46th, 31st, um, and did miss the, miss the cut at the Open Championship, whatever had made four consecutive cuts before that and is playing much better golf this year than he was last year when he missed the cut at this event. So Harris English, a little sneaky play there, potentially overlooked by people. Um, and then Lucas Glover, 7,500, uh, you know, had made four straight top six finishes uh, before he missed the cut last week, but uh, is a dude who can just golf his ball and um, has played this golf course plenty of times. So, Yep, I'm with you on most of these guys. Eric Cole, 16th in my model. Love Eric Cole pretty much every week. He's starting to get popular now. He's actually projected to be one of the more popular plays in this range, so people are finally catching on to him. Your favorite golfer, Billy Ho, is attracting my attention here. <laughs> He's 7600 bucks. He's actually supposed to be kind of popular here, so I might not. But this is a dude that uh, 13th last week, missed the cut at the Open, but he actually played well. He missed on the number there. 65th at the Scottish Open. That 13th was big last week to me to see – Thing is kind of coming around and great here. 27th, 2nd, 6th, 11th, the last four times he's played at this yeah. golf course. So Billy Ho at 7,600 bucks is kind of standing out. This is a dude that if he was in good form, would he probably be in the low nines possibly in this range? Oh, for sure. In this, so in this, in golf in this field, so if, he's, sure. if he's starting to figure things out, this is an interesting price point at 76. So I like Billy Ho. I'm 100% with you on Harris English at 76. I had him checked one of the first guys I checked off before I even really looked at stats just because – uh, this golf course in his past history is tremendous. Adam Svensson at 75 does not rate out phenomenally, but he's a dude on these shorter golf courses. Now, 37th at 3M Open, 21st at the Deer, 40th at the Rocket Mortgage. But you look at this event, 78th last year, 31st, 2019. Not the best of finishes, but an intriguing option for uh, another pivot at 75. Um, Glover would be the ultimate pivot because of the miscut, probably burned everybody last week. 
And then I'm always a sucker for Mark Hubbard, even though he missed the cut last week too. 7,500 bucks. When he's on, he can birdie with the best of them. So he's quite intriguing to me as well. 7K to 74, who you liking? Um, the model likes Hoygaard. I'm not really sure exactly why. Uh, I've never played here, and it's coming off a miscut, 3M open, but before that was 23rd and 6th across the pond. Putnam at 7,200, 27th here last year, missed two consecutive cuts before that. Hasn't missed a cut since the PGA Championship uh, mid-May. Um, not great finishes, but just making cuts, finishing in the 40s pretty for the most part. Uh, Doug Gim at 7,200. Course history is terrible. Three straight missed cuts at this event. Did finish 20th here in 2018. But it's playing really solid golf right now. He did miss the cut the Scottish Open, but 27th last week. Um, John Deere, 26th. Rocket Mortgage, 33rd. More similar type of fields. Uh, to this than the Scottish Open was, and obviously similar, more similar type, type of tracks as well. Uh, ben Griffin at 7,200, fourth year last year, coming off a 20th, 20th place finish at the 3M. Brandon Wu, 7,200, eighth place finish last year at this event, made the cut last week. Sam Stevens, just play him every week, it doesn't matter. Um, tenth last week, he had, he had a really good weekend, 66, 66 on the weekend to sneak inside the top 10 there, which is. Huge for that man. Uh, Ches Reeve at 7,100. Uh, you talk about a guy who does not hit the ball far, but um, traditionally does all right at these types of events. You know, if you look back at, like, obviously missed the cut last week uh, and, and made a bunch of cuts in a row at similar type of fields before that, course history is not ideal, but Ches is okay. I'd rather play any of the four guys I just mentioned beforehand. Last but not least, MJ Doffey, 7,000. Never played here, but hasn't missed a cut since the Memorial beginning of June. Um, you know, I, you said he was my guy at one point, so I had to check him off, and uh, I'll just keep doing that. Yeah, he keeps producing. I, I can't deny that at all. Um, it's an, a very, very loaded range of mediocrity that could be fun this week. Uh, Brendan Todd at 74. We're talking accuracy off the tee. We're talking wedge fest type guy. Brendan Todd reaches all of those for us here. He's coming in with um, a 49th at the Open, second at the Deer, 56th at the Rocket Mortgage. So he's a dude at 74. Um, Adam Shank, he's ninth on my model. He's second on approach, uh, first on proximity, fifth on par five scoring. Uh, current um, form for Shank, he's played horrible here. I'll say that much. Not great course history. Uh, miscut at the Open, but fourth at the Deer, seventh at the Rocket Mortgage. He's having a great year. So Shank at uh, 74. Garrett Higo at 73. 13th last week, 19th at the Scottish Open, 21st at the Deer, 33rd at the Rocket Mortgage. He's coming in some really, really good form. Missed a cut here last year in his first attempt. So I like Higo. Uh, if you just want boring but could surprise you, Alexander Norn at $7,300 gets it done. Streelman at 73 is a dude that's coming in off of the second last week at the 3M Open, 51st at the Deer. Uh, missed cut at the Barbasol. Missed cut here last year, 7th in 2021. So Streels at 73, Justin Sutt, 73, I'll have my eye on. Sam Stevens, as you mentioned, Brandon Wu, as you mentioned. And then if you go down to the 7K, I had Doffy checked off. Uh, Chesson Hadley at 7K, this is purely a course history play, nothing else. But it's 8th, 15th, 51st, 53rd, 45th. So it's five straight made cuts at this event if you're looking for that. And then last but not least for me here, the Stu Goat, Stu Sink. 
um, coming in actually playing some pretty good golf of late. Um, 37th last week, 23rd at the Open. Missed a, didn't play a lot of golf prior to that. Finished 27th here last year. So he's another 7K guy that I don't hate. And he just got announced as an assistant captain on the Ryder Cup team. So he's got that did you forward. see Did you see where I think he's playing with Ash K in the first yeah, yep. two days? And he's been in <laughs> inside guy. the top world 175 longer than Ash K's Ash been K's alive. been alive, yeah, for like a couple days. It's, that, was a, that was a hell of a stat. I can't remember who pulled that one. Pretty damn impressive. Probably Pretty Justin good Ray, stuff. but yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. Uh, what do you like in the 6K range? Uh, Martin Laird at 6,800. He's played here a bunch. I mean, 47th year last year, a couple of missed cuts before that. Not great, but coming off a second place finish last week, 20th of the Barracuda. So that's pretty solid. Peter, Peter quest, Kest, whatever, however we're saying his name, it doesn't matter. Just play him 50th last week. Never played here. Whatever. Uh, Russell Knox, dude, this is an underprice on Russell Knox, right? Like this is a complete, like just drop the fucking ball on Russell Knox here. Course history is 21st, 24th, 72nd, 48th, 28th, miscut in 2015, 37th in 2012. I mean, like, and, and then he hasn't missed a cut since the Canadian Open uh, mid-June. I, I don't understand this price for him. And, like, I'm I'm showing him, like, 1%. I don't know about you, but uh, let me show there. your rusty knocks here. I mean, normally 6K guys aren't going to get above three. I had him. Uh, 3.7%. Mm. Still, still not bad. Still not bad I mean, at 65. So under 5% there. Uh, Harry yeah. Higgs, 6,400. Uh, made the last two cuts at this event, but has mess, missed his last three cuts on tour. Max McGreevy finished fifth year last year, coming off a 30th place finish at the 3M Open. And last but not least, Monday qualifier, Wesley Bryan. He's a Carolina yeah. dude. Um and has made his last two cuts on tour, which were Barracuda and Barbasol. Uh, his course history is not great. It's miscut, 31st miscut, miscut. So one out of four, but um, maybe figured some stuff out there. So 6,100 is not the worst option. I'm not going to play any of these guys at 6,100, but I'm just saying if you're down here. Yeah, I pray to God I'm not down here. Yeah, but if I am, click. Dylan Wu, fifth last week, 24th the Rocket Mortgage, miscuts in between there. So he's be a, a guy that we know can go low cause, and make it happen. Callum Tarum, 28th in my model. I play him a lot, actually. He's $6,900. And uh, he's 13th last week. Miscut the Scottish. Miscut the Deer. 29th the Rock and Mortgage. You're going to get a lot of these miscut. Good finishes miscut from this range, of course. Uh, T-Dunks, similar to Taron, but I like Taron more. But T-Dunks has that upside as well. Justin Lauer at $6,800. Um, he's coming in. With a thirty or a forty third last week, forty fourth at the Barbersall, eighth at the Rocket Mortgage, so he's another one. Um, Zach Johnson, if you just want a cut maker, like he could almost play Zach Johnson in cash, which is embarrassing, but he just makes cuts, finishes like fortieth to fiftieth, and just kind of does his thing. Uh, Russell Knox, one hundred percent with you there. That's bonkers. Had Harry Higgs as well. Uh, excuse me, Jason Duffner. Let's talk Duffner for a minute. 20th of the he's 6,300 bucks. He's 20th at the 3M Open, 24th at the Barbersall, 31st at the John Deere. Those are very good finishes for 6,300 bucks. And then he's made three out of uh, four of his last five cuts, 83rd. So that's a big, big deal. 24th, 31st, miscut 66th. Interesting. Yeah. Richie, Richie Rowinski at 62, 13th, 37th, 39th, 53rd in his last few events here, coming in in a rough form, though. So keep that in mind. But those are just a couple other guys that stood out in this bottom range all right let's recap things 
10K range, who you got? Sunjay. I'll go Henley just because that's it. But just remember, chalk, chalk, chalk. 9K range. Siwoo. Yep, it's a good call. I'll take Poston to be different, but both are the ones. 8K, now it gets fun. Uh, Cam Davis. All right. Denny McCarthy. But I'll I'll make a full 8K lineup. Just watch that one out of one of mine. Uh, 74 to 79. Harris English. Billy Ho. Let's have some fun. 7K to 74. Sam Stevens. I'll go Garrett Higo. I think he's figuring it out. 6K range. Russell Knox. That's fair. Uh, I'll take Callum Tarum. But yes, Rust, Rusty Knox is definitely mispriced in this field. If you have the stones to play cash this week, how are you starting things out? I mean, I'd probably go like Jaeger. Um, God, Rye. Ash K, maybe. Yeah, I would just literally stay in the 8K range. Give me like Jaeger, McCarthy, and Rye. That's just where I would go. I mean, Russell Knox at that price is borderline cash. Yeah, he borderline is. I wasn't even kidding with Zach Johnson because he'll probably make the cut and then he'll have like a poor weekend or something, but that's all you care about in cash. Like, so it really is. He's weirdly in play. Just weirdly is. Now, if you're building tournament lineups, Zach Johnson is not in play because he has no chance of winning this event. So you can save that clip for Monday when he does. (laughs) But um, what do you like in tournaments? Uh, Siwoo, Harris English. And MJ Doffy. Yeah, this is an interesting one. There's a lot of ways I could visualize this because I love that like 8K range so much. So I would probably go like Jaeger, Cam Davis, and Benny on because Benny on will help you stay different. And then you can go high with a couple lows. You, you can make, mix it up from there is what I would say. But uh, actually, okay, I'll be different for everybody here. Let's, be, let's have some real fun. Give me Benny on, Billy Horschel, and Garrett Higo and build your freaking lineup from there. There's your GPP core. There you go. All right. Who you got winning this wonderful event where I believe I saw a stat from uh, PGA splits. I believe it was him earlier this week that like majority of the last five, six winners are all 50 and one or farther back. Well, okay. Uh, Aaron Rye at 40. Your number one dude there. Um, My number, I still can't believe that. I, could, I almost, I almost need to email him. Go, is your system up to date? <laughs> Cam Davis at 45. I like that. Uh, where is um, Russell Knox? No, no, no. I don't think Russell Knox is going to win. It's uh, <laughs> really thinking more like Harris English. While you're looking, yeah, I mean, that's, that's not terrible. It's not no, bad. Still, it's not great. <laughs> you probably want a little more for Harris English, yeah. is what I was thinking. <laughs> like, uh, sucks. Yeah, like Adam Hadwin even at 40 is interesting. I'll yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh he's got some appeal there. If if Horschel took the turn, he's 60. And he and Glover at 60. Those two at 60 are because Glover's been real close lately. So yeah. those two at 60 have some upside. And if we're looking bombs here, which could take place at this weird, weird event, like Chez is 110 and he's played some good golf. I'm not saying he's but I don't know if he'll win it, but for a guy the way he's playing lately, 110 for Chez is not horrible. I'm with you. But uh, other than that, I'm not really in love with a ton down here. I hope I'm wrong. Like Sam Bennett, I forgot to mention. I usually play Sam Bennett every week. I should probably go back and check that out. He's 200 to 1. Back-to-back miscuts for Sam Bennett. He's Like for GPPs, he's fun because he just 
pours and birdies and then pours and bogeys. So yeah, I yeah, played him last week, so maybe maybe that was part of it. <laughs> One of these weeks we'll figure it out. But there are some names down here I've seen win like the Safeway and stuff. I just don't know if I can pull the trigger this week. Let's put it that right. way. Um, but all right, we'll wrap it up there. Last full event of this season. Supposedly, if you go online, there's no fall swing, but all the fall swing events are still scheduled. I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea what the I have no idea what the PGA they don't know what they're doing to be honest, like Tiger Woods is on the committee now to hopefully fix things. Who knows? But uh, it'll be interesting. We'll be back with you guys next week for the first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs where there's 70 players in the field and all the fun really begins there. But uh, until next time, you can find Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at VD Entrick. This was the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast for the 2023 Wyndham Championship. Catch you all next time. Oh,